Welcome to Putting the Real in Real Estate, the podcast about all things real estate, all things local, and all things life, where we hope to inform, entertain, and inspire. Hello, everyone, and welcome into episode one of Putting the Real in Real Estate. I am your host, Glenn Hawker-Smith, and I want to thank you for choosing to listen to the show today. I know that time is your most valuable and precious commodity, and you have a million different ways to spend it, so I am very humbled and very grateful that you chose to spend some of yours with me today. We have a great guest, and we will get to that shortly, but First, I want to tell you a little bit about myself and a little bit about the show. First and foremost, I am a husband to an amazingly wonderful and beautiful wife, Deanna, and a stepfather to five amazing children. Secondly, I'm a realtor. I service the Louisville, Kentucky, and southern Indiana areas, Clark and Floyd counties, and also the surrounding counties. I've been in the business for two short years. I just celebrated my two-year anniversary just a couple weeks ago, and we'll talk a little bit about that here in a few moments, but I want to tell you a little bit about the show and what you can expect from it. I don't want this to be just about buying and selling homes. I don't want to just sit here and quote statistics and talk about the market all day long. I want to talk to real people who have interesting stories and situations to talk about, whether they are related to real estate or not. You know, the standard definition of real estate is it's property and land and buildings and the rights that go along with those things. But really, to me, it's all-encompassing. It affects everyone, whether you're in the business or whether you own uh, a home or not. You know, it's... It's all about communities and the businesses and the the culture and the schools and the people that make up those communities. So that's what I want to focus on. You know, real estate to me is also about helping people to realize the American dream and then in doing so, realizing that American dream myself. And my goal is to provide value to you and inform, entertain, and inspire you, just like we said in the opening of the show. So we're going to be guest heavy, and in the first few episodes, when I sat down to to figure out what I wanted to focus on here in the first few episodes, I started thinking about my transition into the real estate business from my previous career as an independent contractor for FedEx Ground. And As I thought about that and the transition I made, I thought it would be really interesting to speak with some other people who have made similar career transitions, whether they be real estate related or not, because I figured there are some people who are listening who may be in a similar situation as I was and in a similar situation that some of our guests are in, and that is you're in a place in your life where maybe you've been in the same career for a long time. You know, you're good at it, but you've become complacent. You're a little burnt out. Maybe you're no longer stimulated by what you're doing. You feel like you you aren't learning anything new. And I think that's something important. I think we we need to continue to learn throughout our lives 
so we don't stagnate. You know, maybe maybe what you're doing is not your passion. I know that's where I was. Delivering packages wasn't my passion. It was good to me, but I didn't love it. I didn't feel like I was really doing anything to help anyone. Not saying that it wasn't an important job, because I think all jobs are important in their own way. But that's what it was. It was a job. It wasn't a career. It wasn't a lifestyle for me anyway. And I wanted to find something that I had a passion for and that I could do and feel like I'm, I'm doing something for someone else. I didn't want it to feel like a job. And for me, real estate has become that. It doesn't feel like a job. Yeah, there are times where, yes, it does. You know, it's a little cumbersome or, you know, every, every career, every job comes with its ups and downs. But for the most part, I look forward to getting up in the morning. I look forward to going to work and helping people. And so that's a good thing. And, and if there's any way that, that I or, or any of my guests can help inspire someone else to maybe make a similar transition in their life, I think that would be an awesome thing. And, and that's what the goal is here in these first few episodes. You know, when I made my career transition, I felt like I was old. I felt like it was pretty late in life to be making such a move. I was 42 years old. I'm 44 now. <laughs> but it's funny. Did you know that the typical realtor is a 54-year-old white female? I didn't know that until I looked these statistics up on the National Association of Realtors websites. 67% of all realtors are female. And the median age of all realtors is 52. The median experience level is eight years. So that tells me that 44 years old is the typical age that people get into this business. Most people don't come right out of high school or right out of college and jump into real estate. Not that you can't. You can certainly do that. But this, the statistics show that that is not typical. So that got me thinking about all of the interesting histories and backgrounds that that people might have and hopefully we can speak to some interesting people who will share those backgrounds share those stories and experiences with us and not only people in the real estate business but people from all walks of life so having said that our first guest today has recently made a very similar career transition although not into real estate but I thought her story would be very interesting, informative, and inspiring. So I hope you enjoy it. And without any further ado, here is our first guest on episode one of Putting the Real in Real Estate. It is my distinct honor and privilege to introduce to you our very first guest ever here on Putting the Real in Real Estate. She grew up on the north side of Indianapolis, graduated from Carmel High School, and went on to Indiana University, where she studied occupational therapy, started a career in pediatric occupational therapy at Riverview Hospital in Noblesville, Indiana, and eventually moved on to first steps and a full-time position with Anderson Community Schools. Her recent desire to transition out of the schools and her love of travel led her to reach out to longtime friend and owner of a travel agency about becoming a travel concierge. With the support of her husband and three wonderful children, she took a deep breath and made a leap of faith into the travel industry where she is currently known as Beach Bum Kate. 
with Beach Bum Vacations. Kate, thank you so much for joining us and spending some time with us today. So I'm just going to jump right in here and ask you, what in the world made you make the decision after 23 years in occupational therapy to enter the world of travel agency or travel concierge, as we call it now? Well, hi, by the way, thanks for having me. Um, and I would say I've always, always loved traveling. I've liked the experiences I gain, but also um, I've always liked the, the planning end of the traveling. So kind of trying to figure out where were we going to go and what things were we going to do along the way, if it was a road trip or what things were we going to do when we were there, um, whether it was a family vacation with my kids or my husband and I, I really enjoyed that part of it and making things fit and making things work and then anticipating all the fun we were going to have. Um, when I got married, I had done my honeymoon planning with Beach Bum Vacations and I was amazed at how smooth it all ran. Um, and as, as much as I felt like I was pretty good at doing it on my own with all the different working pieces put together for me through there, it was amazing. So through that process, I got to thinking I would I would really like this. And I had spoken with Haley, who is one of the co-owners, and um, she and I grew up together. So I had said to her, I think I would really like this. And she said, I think you would too. Um, but at that time, it wasn't, it wasn't really in the cards for me to make a transition from my current job um, where I was working full time in the school. So then if you fast forward a couple of years, um, I was at a point where I felt like I needed to transition not necessarily out of therapy, but definitely out of where I was at. So I thought about it and I decided that if at any point I was going to do this, it, sh it should be now. <laughs> so let me ask you the, the desire to transition. Mm -hmm. What did that stem from? Did you feel, were you unhappy? Did you feel like you were underpaid, underappreciated, uninspired, bored? Um, no, not necessarily. Um, I love being an occupational therapist. I still actually participate in the First Steps program as a therapist. Um, still very passionate about it. And so I didn't want to give that up completely. But um, as much as I loved most of my coworkers, great group of people up in Anderson, there were just some, some other things going on within the organization that really were were not, I don't think, a healthy, a healthy place for me. So I decided that I was going to kind of look around. And I actually did um, interview for several other positions, including a different school corporation, being a therapist still. Um, and I was actually offered, um, fortunately, all the ones I had applied for. But at the same time, I had gotten together an interview with Haley and with Beach Bum Vacations and also with Rob, her husband. And um, when they offered me the job, I decided I was going to take it. <laughs> sure, sure. So what, was there any certain thing that that uh, threw you over the edge on making that decision? Was it a hard decision for you to make, or was it fairly easy for you once you um, had made up your mind that you were going to make a change? Um, it, was, it was a hard decision. I mean, the first decision to even leave Anderson was hard for me. And then once I had realized, okay, this is what I'm going to do, then the decision to totally branch off into something brand new at 44 years old <laughs> um, was actually daunting. But um, I had had a talk with my husband, and he pointed out to me, said, you know, you interviewed for all these jobs, 
on vacation. And the only one that you've been nervous about hearing back from, and the only one that you've been really excited about is this one. You know, you, you sound different when you talk about it. You're happy when you talk about it. Um, not that I was unhappy with the others, but he said there's, there's just something different when you talk about this one. And so we kind of came up with a plan that depending on, on what the bottom line was with some of the other offers, you know, if it was X, X or above, I was going to go ahead and stick with those. But if it wasn't, I was going to, to go for it with this. Sure. So you had seven interviews and were offered yep. seven positions. Is that correct? Yeah. <laughs> that, that had to make you feel pretty good about yourself. It did. Give it you did. a little bit and of confidence. Yeah. And initially I thought, well, you know, if for some reason this didn't work out, then I could always always interview and hopefully have some more offers um but quickly I kind of got out of that mindset and I felt like no I shouldn't I shouldn't plan for that to be what happens you know this is this is going to work sure always you know plan for the worst and hope for the best right right so I got I was thinking earlier um before we started talking you know you you mentioned that you still do some therapy. You you do the first steps. And I was thinking travel really is its own kind of therapy, isn't it, though? Um, so sure. and, and, you know, we take vacations. We travel to get away from our jobs our, and kind of recharge. So in a sense, you're still kind of doing occupational therapy, aren't you? I feel like in a way it's therapeutic, yes. Um, <laughs> and I do feel like even the first steps, you're kind of, you know, you're trying to cook something for the whole family. I mean, yes, you're primarily working with the child who needs the therapy, but you're also kind of working with the whole unit. Um, you know, what do we need to do? And so with traveling, it's kind of similar in that aspect as far as depending on who's all going on the trip, you want to try to meet the needs of everybody so that everybody's going to have a great time and it's going to gel for everyone and they're going to have this experience and memories. Um, when they get back that they get to have forever. Sure. And, and did you have any fear or trepidation at all transitioning into the travel in- industry? I know it's, it's, it's similar to real estate where more and more they are trying to take the human element out of it. It's, it's very easy to go online and, and book a trip now. Do you find it difficult to explain to people your value to them? Um, initially, I would say yes, and that was one of the things I had asked uh, Robin Haley about when they interviewed me. I said, you know, yes, I have a lot of friends and things, but a lot of people book online. How do you guys excel, or how do you get past that? Because um, they've been doing this for 19 years now, so obviously they're doing something right, and they withstood the whole transition from when you had to go to a storefront travel agency to the internet coming about and all the travel to you know, where things are now. Um, but what I find is once somebody has initially made that contact with us, they see that, oh my gosh, there are so many other things that we can do for them, so many other services, just to make everything, you know, one great big package, so much knowledge about different places that it's not hard then for when they're going to take other vacations or they have friends who are going to take vacations and they say, hey, this was so much easier, so much better, you know, excellent. So um, in that aspect, there there hasn't been really a lot of difficulty in having clients and maintaining a successful business. Sure. And what I've found personally is you can really spend a lot of time online um, researching different um, resorts and destinations, and you can kind of 
overload yourself with information. And when me and my wife recently took a trip to Jamaica, we, we used a travel agent and it took a lot of that out of it. It was much more enjoyable for us to, to know and have peace of mind that we had some direction from someone who had actually been to that resort and could tell us the ins and outs and what to do and what not to do. So I'm sure that is definitely something that you can offer your clients. Absolutely. And when you, when you think about it, most people, if they're going to go on a vacation, they'll ask, they'll ask around, ask their friends, you know, where did you go? Where did you stay? Was it good? Did you like it? Um, with us, we have, well, 20 plus of us now. And between everybody, there is so much knowledge and information that it's almost as if somebody might reach out to me as their travel concierge, but they almost have 20 more people who are experienced at their hands as well. Um, because everybody will get with each other why I work. And if anybody has a question, if it happens to be, maybe there's a resort that I haven't been to and a client is interested in it. And I want to make sure that this is going to be a good fit, that it's going to be as good as it looks online, you know? And so I'll, I'll toss an email out there. Hey, what's everybody think about this place? And within minutes, people are responding to me that I work with saying, you know, yes or no, or whatever it may be. Um, so it's, it's great. Um, you can see pictures online and just about everywhere looks pretty nice and you can read reviews and there's always a mixed bag, good and bad. At least usually there's a mixed bag. Um, and it's hard, it's hard to sort through what's real and what's not. Um, but one of the major things with beach fun vacations is that they send us to these places. They send us to do inspections and site visits and look at all the different places. Not just, you know, do they look pretty, but, you know, taste the food, hang out, you know, what's the atmosphere like? Um, things that you can't really hone from that when sure. you're just looking online. Yeah. That, that makes tons of sense. And something you touched on about having colleagues who you can reach out to, who you may not have been to all of these destinations, but surely someone who you work with has and they can they can help you out and I, i've found that very valuable when i started my real estate career um joining a large brokerage that was a huge advantage to me being a newer agent um, when i had to go into someone's home and they asked me about my experience well i didn't really have a lot that i could fall back on and and you know say well here's how many homes i sold last year and, and here's here's what i know but i could say listen we've got five of the top 10 real estate agents in Indiana here and everyone's willing to help. If I don't have an answer for you, I can get it and call on my colleagues and, um, and use their base of knowledge on top of my own. So that's, that's something that's really, really valuable to have, I think. Absolutely. Um, and I think the other thing going back to looking online versus using an agency or, or a concierge is, the first thing for beach on vacation, you know, when we first start, the first thing is, you know, we want you to get to know this client. You know, we don't want you to start just flipping through resorts and trying to throw things at them. You know, we want you to really get to know them so you know what they're looking for. Um, there are some resorts that are, they're great. They're beautiful. Food's good. Service is great. But maybe, maybe they're a little more quiet than other resorts. And maybe your client wants to go somewhere that's more lively. So, you know, you would know to pick one of the other great resorts um, that is, again, like more lively for them. So I think that's that also aspect of getting to know the person, um, you know, getting to kind of get a sense of what they're going to really enjoy 
and you know, some of my colleagues have said a lot of my clients have kind of become my friends. You know, we keep in touch and they come sure. back after you know they've been somewhere, and, and so it's pretty cool. And that's that's one of the things also just kind of relating this back to real estate since this is a real estate based show is the people that I've met in the past two years since I have started in real estate so many different interesting people um, and I'm sure just as you just touched on you're experiencing the same thing this is a client based business it's a referral based business so you have to get out there and meet new people as well as, you know, get reconnected with people who you already know. And that has, to me, been kind of an exciting, rejuvenating aspect to my career change. And I'm kind of assuming from talking to you, it sounds like it's been the same experience for you. Yeah, it definitely has. Um, And I think just being so excited about it. I mean, I think sometimes I feel like I may be more excited about people's trips than they are. (laughs) Just because... (laughs) it's not just that I want to, you know, sell a trip to them. Like I want them to have a great time. You know, I'm looking forward to hearing that they had a great time. Um, So that's, that's a fun thing. I actually have a a chiropractor that I go to and he had asked me something about it because he was looking into a trip and he said, gosh, you know, your excitement is just infectious. You know, I can tell you, you really want this to be a great trip. And I said, absolutely. So it's kind of fun to, to kind of feel like I'm in happy town. <laughs> well, and that's that's a great thing too when you've been doing something for 23 years as you had been doing occupational therapy, you know, you can kind of get burnt out and um it's really nice to at especially at well you told us you were 44 so I'm not telling mm-hmm. anyone they don't something mm-hmm. they don't know. I'm <laughs> I'm 44 as well. Um at that age, sometimes you get in a rut. You stop learning new things. You stop experiencing new things. So I'm sure that's really something that has kind of recharged your batteries. So how has it affected your family, your relationship with your husband? Um, has it been a pretty smooth transition? I know uh, whether positive or negatively, it when you make a huge transition like this, it, it definitely has an effect on your relationship. So how has that gone? Um, well, again, initially, before I made this decision, um, and as you know, I, I tend to be kind of a planner. I tend to think about every little which way things could go about 100 times. Uh, I've heard that about <laughs> and- you. Yeah, so I made this leap, but I feel like it was kind of a, a calculated leap. <laughs> um, and part of that was I did talk, um, first of all, quite a bit to my husband because I said, you know, when I'm gone, you're going to be manning this house and the kids, and, and I want to make sure that this isn't going to be too much for you either. Um, I'm sure that when I'm first trying to learn this, I'm probably going to be stressed, maybe a little um, less wonderful than usual. <laughs> so, we talked about that and he was 100% for it. You know, I got your back. It's no problem. And then I sat down and talked to my kids. What do you guys think? And the three of them were all for it. My youngest said, you've got to follow your dreams, mom. This is your dream, which I felt like almost responsible then to her to show her. Yeah. You know yeah, what? Set that example, really right? Go for it. Yeah. So that has been awesome. And, you know, when I'm gone, so they're with my husband with Nathan and they almost, I feel like look forward to their Nathan time. <laughs> so <laughs> that hasn't been a problem. You know, I think, uh, I think that maybe their rules are a little, little different than mine, a little more, maybe laid back, less planning. So 
I think that they actually probably enjoy that. <laughs> well, let me ask you this, and this is um, not to dive in too deeply on my personal business, but I know when I switched careers, I was a independent contractor for FedEx Ground for 18 years. So it was Monday through Friday. I left very early in the morning. Yeah, I didn't know exactly when I would finish in the evening, but it was usually within an hour or so every day that I, I knew what time I was going to be home from work and back home to the family. And when I switched into real estate, that, that schedule is just not set like that. You you know, sometimes you may sit in the office or, or be at home all day because you can work a lot from home. And then 3.30, 4 o'clock comes and all of a sudden you have people calling you wanting to see homes and you have to kind of take off and... My wife really had to adjust to that, to my new schedule. And so has there been any type of, of issues there as far as adjusting to new schedules and arranging um, logistics of just your normal family life, family dynamic? Yeah, there have been, um, as I kind of touched on before. Definitely when I'm traveling, <laughs> you know, there's a lot more coordinating you know and, and Nathan will sit down with me and say okay you know what do the kids have going on next week um two of them aren't driving it so there's a little more planning that way because before I would just be the one that did it uh, most of the time I mean it's always helped out but it wasn't like okay you've got to be on this um and then it is a lot different than you know either when I worked in the school or even when I did therapy or do therapy I have my my appointment set you know so I know when that's going to be this is a lot different. You know, if somebody has a question that comes up, maybe they want to do a last minute booking or um, I'm sure hopefully this won't happen often. It hasn't happened yet with me. But if I have somebody who's traveling and something goes wrong while they're en route, you know, I tell them, you've got it. You know, don't, don't hesitate. Call me. You know, we're going to make this right. So in those circumstances, I think it's going to be an adjustment to be able to drop everything when I need to. Um, and sometimes, you know, you're trying to coordinate a piece of the trip and maybe what you think is going to be a 10 minute phone call might be an hour long phone call. Um, it, you know, so you just kind of have to be able to roll with that. Sure. And I, I've experienced yeah. that as well. You know, things yeah. it's, it's, <laughs> I call it Murphy's law of real estate and I'm sure it applies in your industry as well. Things happen at the least oppor inopportune times. So, you know, if you schedule a nice dinner with your spouse, I guarantee you're going to get a phone call. A deal is going right. to blow up and it, it's a trade-off, you know. Um, there are many things that I can do now that I used to never be able to do. I can, if there's something that the kids are having at school or, or if Deanna needs me to go and pick the kids up from school, I can do that. I can adjust my schedule now. So it, it's a trade-off and I, I'm, I'm sure you kind of experience the same thing. Um, yeah. And uh, in your case, um, you kind of pay Nathan back with some nice trips now, don't you? He has gone with me. Um, he went to the Dominican for a week, the Dominican Republic. That was awesome. And then we just went to Cabo for uh, a four-night, five-day trip. And so he went with me on that one as well. Um, and then I'm sure next year we'll have to pick a couple good ones <laughs> to to go on. Sure. So what's your yeah. what is your favorite destination so far? Oh my gosh. Well, I've been to a lot lately, so it's hard to pick an overall like winner. But I did recently go to Costa Rica, and I really 
enjoyed it. I loved um, just even when you'd be driving around and you're in the jungle. It's beautiful. You know, there's monkeys running above above your car on the line, like the power lines, you know. Um, just kind of things that you would picture because you're actually there in this rainforest and you're walking through it and you're seeing all these incredible trees and you're hearing all these incredible noises. Um, it was It was amazing. It was an adventure. So I really loved that. Awesome. So have you had any new experiences as far as, as travel, something that really sticks out in your mind that you've been able to, to do? You talked about Costa Rica. Anything anything kind of out of the ordinary that you have been able to do that you had never done before since you have gone into this new exciting career? Um, well, it didn't end the way I had anticipated, but I did jump off a cliff when I was in Jamaica. Hopefully the there was water underneath. There was some water underneath, but when I landed, I didn't quite stick it like I had pictured in my head. Um, so I did kind of smack the back of my leg pretty hard and was bruised from hip to knee on both legs for about three weeks. Um, <laughs> so it was still cool to look back and think, yeah, I jumped off a cliff in the ocean in Jamaica. Um, so it was worth it, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I sense a little bit of hesitation there. <laughs> but it was awesome. It's good to be able to say, look, I did it. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. And what's life anyway, if you don't have some interesting stories right. to tell, even if it's at your own expense sometimes. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like you have found something that you're passionate about, that you have been fortunate enough to also make it a career and I know there are people out there listening now who wish they could do that. What advice would you give to someone who wants to make that type of change but feels stuck or they're scared, they just don't know where to begin? Do you have one piece of advice that you could give someone in that in that situation? Um, I would say, gosh, one piece, huh? Um, or two, I or mean, three. Yeah, maybe two or three. I would say first, you know, take a step back and look at where you are and look at whatever it is you might think you want to do, you know, and, and how bad do you want it? And then make sure you've got some supports in place um, and, and be confident in what you're doing and be enthusiastic in what you're doing and, and go for it. I think that, I would say. that is, that's awesome advice. And you said something there, be competent and really confidence comes, or you said be confidence confident. Sorry, I can't talk. <laughs> and confidence really comes through competence, right? So, you know, my advice to people would be to don't just blindly jump into something. Yes, you know, you have to you have to face your fears and get rid of your fears to move forward, but you also can't be stupid about it either, right? Right. And I would say in my case, um, you know, I didn't just decide okay, I'm going to get some training at home online and I'm going to start selling vacations. You know, I, um, I knew a lot about beach bum vacations just because again, I knew the owner. Um, I knew that they had this wonderful long track record. I knew that they were well, well respected within the industry. Um, and certainly when I was doing the initial interview with Robin Haley, I, I saw that even more. Um, so one of the big things they had done was they had to come out for training um, at their headquarters, which is in Brownsburg, um, a lot. I mean, we were out there for several weeks and we did things like before we even actually had, you know, a live client, 
we would practice, you know, we would practice and give scenarios, okay? And we would practice finding what the right fit for that person would be. And then we would practice the whole process um, so that when the time came to actually be dealing with, with real people, we were, we were ready to go. And so there was a lot to it. Obviously, once there's a lot of conversations for us, it's not just you're going to this place. You know, we're coordinating. Sure. Again, first of all, where do we want to go and why? You know, what's going to be the best for them? Let's give them some options that, that we think are all going to be great, you know. And then we're coordinating their flights. We're coordinating their transfers from the airport. We're coordinating, if they want, you know, excursions while they're there. Coordinating everything back, you know. If, if they want insurance, we're coordinating adding that in so that, you know, everything is taken care of, you know. And they get a whole, like, itinerary almost from us before they leave, you know. From, okay, you get on the airport, you know, you get to the airport, get on your plane. When you get off, you know, here's where your transfer is waiting. So. Listening to you go through that, it, it kind of dawns yeah. on me, that's a huge responsibility. It is. But again, I mean, it's, it's so much nicer for the person's experience. And again, from, from our end of it, it's really nice to be able to provide that. And I think I knew there was a lot to it. I knew it wasn't just, you know, picking out a presentation. But even once I started, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, there was a lot more to it even than I realized. Um, and I knew that Beach Fun Vacations and Haley and Rob had really great reputations, but I did not realize how many relationships they had with other people in the industry, whether, you know, the people in, you know, way up in charge at the resort um, or, or at the transfer companies. They have these relationships, and so they're able to make sure that everybody's taken care of. They, if something were to go wrong, I mean, we can get on it right away. And again, they know, they know where we're coming from. And so it's kind of an extra level of service that way, too. So that's really, really been awesome. Yeah, people can get upset pretty easily if they spend a lot of money on a trip and sure. and, and a, a whole week of their time away from from their home and and something doesn't go right. So yeah, that's that's something that's a very valuable service that you offer, and I know that. I can attest that you do a good job of it because I referred, <laughs> I referred a colleague of mine to you and they just returned from a very nice trip to the Dominican Republic. And I believe he also referred another friend to you who just booked a nice trip to Hawaii, I believe. Right. Yes, that is true. And again, great people. I, I enjoyed planning it with them. And I'm, I'm so glad he had a great time and I'm so excited for the Hawaii trip. Yeah, so that's been nice. It's nice. And I, I feel like through some of the previous experience I've had, even in just doing first steps and doing therapy, is, you know, you learn how to talk with people, interact with people, respect people, you know, whether or not all of what you're thinking is in alignment with what they're thinking too. You know, unfortunately, from the therapy side, sometimes, you know, you have to give people some pretty bad news, but you have to be able to find a way to to work around that, you know, to be able to proceed forward. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not like that, you know, necessarily with the travel, but you do learn to you know, interact with people, connect with people, you know, from just across the board. Sure. Sometimes how you deliver that news is just as important as the news itself, right? Right. Well, Absolutely. Kate, I really appreciate you joining us today. I feel like we, we learned a lot not only about your transition, but we also learned a lot about um, the travel concierge business. If there is anyone out there listening right now who is thinking of planning a trip anytime soon, feel free to reach out to Kate, Beach Bum Kate. You can 
catch her at Beach Bum Vacations forward slash Beach Bum Kate, and that's Kate with a C, correct? That's right. They can reach you by email at kate at beachbumvacations.com or call you at 877-943-8282, extension 20. She's also on Facebook at Beach Bum Kate and Instagram, Beach Bum Kate underscore, or I'm sorry, Beach Bum underscore Kate. Kate with a C once again. So thank you so much for taking time out of your day. I really appreciate you being my first guest here on Putting the Real in Real Estate. Hopefully we entertained and didn't put too many people to sleep. So <laughs> <laughs> hopefully not. <laughs> I will let you get on with your day. Kate, thank you so much. Thanks you. Goodbye. Hi, right, bye. All right. I want to thank Kate once again for joining us on episode one of Putting the Real in Real Estate. I hope you enjoyed hearing from her, and I want to remind you that her services are 100% free of charge to you, so please consider reaching out to her the next time you need to schedule a vacation or travel of any kind. She would love to serve you. And please reach out to me with questions, comments, show ideas, and certainly if you are interested in buying or selling a home, I am here to help. Email me at glennhockersmith at schulerbauer.com. That's Glenn with two N's. Catch me on Facebook at Glenn Hockersmith Realtor, Glenn Hockersmith underscore Schulerbauer on Instagram, and check out my listings at glensoin.com or glensellslouisville.com. You can find this and future episodes at puttingthereelinrealestate.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. I want to thank you so much for listening. I hope you join me next time when I continue discussing career transitions with another great guest on Putting the Real in Real Estate. Have a great day, everyone.